Hello everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 186. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today, on Christmas Day, I'm recording this podcast early, we're doing this on a Friday. Uh, I was I was thinking this weekend I need to like delay a bit to get more more content for the podcast, but after I sat down and looked through the news and, and thought about the things I was going to talk about this week, it, surprisingly I probably have plenty uh, if not too much, I, I hopefully we'll have a 40 minute podcast like last week, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm here on Christmas day chatting you up, but, uh, for you, it's Monday. Um, you're like, Ben, what do you get for Christmas? Well, I got an air fryer. I don't really know any, what to do with that other than cook stuff, food things. So we'll see. Hopefully I'll be good in my life. I don't know. The other thing I got was, um, my dad made me an Atokadol candle. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of silly. It's like, uh, it's. I, f- I think he said it was like a cathedral candle or something, and and it's basically got a Toka doll characters kind of pasted around the sides of it. Um, I'm gonna, you know, if you're listening to the audio version, I'm holding this up on video, but you know the focus is not uh, amazing. I posted a video of it up on my um, Twitter as well, so I'll link the Twitter uh, in the in the description for the podcast, so you can you can look at it. But I was like, oh, that's very <laughs> very sweet of him. I was not expecting uh, an Atoka doll related gift. Uh, my mom, or not my mom, my sister tried to get me something a token all related once. And it's just like, you know, th- there's definitely a token all merch out there, but you know, good luck on, on getting it, you know, unless you're looking at like Yahoo auctions, Japan or something like that, right. Or, or, or Japanese, some kind of Japanese online shop. Um, at one point I tried to buy a Rose acrylic stand, uh, the character Rose, um, but, uh, I think I remember having to jump through some hoops. There's also like a coin, uh, thing you could do where you put like, it's like a little canister that had a token, all characters printed around the sides and you could put your, your coins in there. Uh, I, I tried to get that too, but at the time the, um, the, uh, I had to go through like a proxy and I wasn't really willing to do that. Uh, I, th- I think this was like closer to like 2016 or 2015. So, I think I just, I was not, I did not have nearly as much money either. So, so it would have been, uh, quite a, quite a, uh, a small investment for me, I guess. Um, I, I think I was still in Georgia when I was looking into that. So I, I think I was still like between like not having a job in college. <laughs> um, and then this isn't Christmas related, but I also finally got my copies of Blaster Master Zero one and two. Um, you know, if you didn't know the chronicles of this, I probably complain about it more than I should. Probably every time limited run games comes up, I, I complain about it. Um, I ordered these back in May and they finally arrived and it's just like, Jesus Christ, that was such a long time to wait for these. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the limited run games like model. I don't blame them for it per se, but, um, but it's just like, I'd rather just be able to buy games physically like you know at a, at a reasonably right um so that's actually something i talk a little bit about in one of my um 2020 in review videos that i'll talk about in a little bit here um i also pre-ordered panzer dragoon remake for playstation 4 if you if you weren't listening to the podcast last time i brought this up uh, i really wanted the switch version of panzer dragoon remake um or at the time that was the only version that was there um, and I ended up forgetting that it was on pre-order, so I didn't end up buying it. So I made sure to cr- grab it this time around. I'm not, I'm not even a big fan of the original Panzer Dragoon, to be completely honest with you. Um, it, uh, I, I think Panzer Dragoon Order is just like a really great game, and and the original one is maybe a little simple for me. I haven't played uh, Zwei or whatever the second game, so I, I I don't know if that's an it, like an issue where I only like Panzer Dragoon Order. 
or or if uh maybe it's just like you know going backwards in that series just was not a great way to experience it kind of thing right so we'll see i'll, I'll put a little bit of time into it panther dragon is not a very long game so beating the remake i assume is probably going to be pretty straightforward I've only ever played the Xbox version of Panzer Dragoon as well. So the what I mean by that is in Panzer Dragoon Orda, there is a unlockable to play the original, well, the PC version of the original Panzer Dragoon that they ported to the Xbox. Um, it doesn't run super great, but, you know, it's not like Panzer Dragoon was running amazing either on the, the Saturn. But I think it was more consistent frame rate on the Saturn versus the PC version, I think, is a bit more variable, especially once they ported it to Xbox. But I never actually saw anyone, like, do, like, a straight comparison. And it was more of word of mouth at the time when I heard about it that it didn't run as well. So I might I might go and look up on YouTube to see if somebody's ever done like a real true comparison between those. I feel like somebody probably has. But uh, but yeah, in terms of games I've been playing this week, uh, I've only really been playing one on my own. And that is Happy Dance Collection for the Wii. Um, I, I was kind of <laughs> I was I haven't, you know, being being you know, working from home and also, you know, it being the winter time. So it's, it gets dark out outside. I haven't been like going out and exercising as much. I like to go walk in the park, although the park near my house, like I, d I don't really want to be out, out there uh, after dark, to be honest. Um, I, I was having trouble finding like excuses to, to be active without, you know, just being like, I'm just going to do, you know, push-ups and lift weights that I have in my house or something. Um, and I was thinking like, maybe I'll get like ring fit. And I also was like, maybe I'll, I'll get, you know, fitness boxing too. And I was like, well, I have all these like dancing games that I purchased on the Wii. You've got Wii Cheer, Wii Cheer 2. And, um, and I also picked it up Happy Dance Collection while I was in Japan. So I was like, well, I never actually put Happy, Happy Dance Collection in. So I, I decided to go ahead and give it a shot. Um, and man, I... This is such a, a, a love-hate relationship game for me. I love pretty much everything about it. If you don't know, basically it's, it's, it's very similar, like just dance or something or, or we cheer where you're, you're dancing with the Wii remote, you know, you're doing motions and you're just basically going through a song. And then once the song's over, you get a rating based off that. Um, and, and the, the challenge comes from the fact that it just is really difficult to find out the way it wants you to move to register moves in a song. It's, it's really hard to figure out, you know, if you're, if, if a song, if like, if, if you miss something in a song, you know, is it my fault or is it the Wii Remote's fault? And, and if it is my fault, how do I correct this? And I did see that there are videos online of people who are perfecting songs in this game. So I'm like, okay, obviously there's a way to do this properly. Right. Or, or maybe they grinded it out a ridiculous amount. Um, but but, uh, what I ended up doing was, was going a little slower and that seemed to help a lot with like the dance moves and things like that. But it just, it's just like really hard to figure out, you know, what the proper movements are. And I still have problems where like I can go 50% of a song, like feeling like I did everything right. But the, 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 the game will be like, nope, you, you missed the note. Um, there are little notes that pop up to the right, um, of the screen when you, when you miss a note. So I'll say in, in English, I think, I believe, no, actually in English it says, okay. Uh, and then in Japanese it says miss. And then it also says off. And I think it might also say late as well. Um, but those are all in Japanese. So I actually don't know hundred percent. So, so you can get some idea of, you know, what the problem was, and, and what I find is that, you know, a lot of times what you want to do in these dance games, I feel like, is you want to kind of replicate what's happening on screen, right? You want to kind of replicate what the character's doing in terms of general movement and things like that. 
And and I felt like if I did that sometimes, it it, it resulted in me not getting the note. And so I'd have to like, there'd be things where like they're shaking their arms up and down really fast and I'd have to do it at maybe like half speed of the, the characters on screen. And that would basically allow me to actually get that, that note registered as, as, you know, properly completed kind of thing. So that kind of stuff is, you know, a little, a little challenging and I might play a little bit of Wii Cheer and Wii Cheer 2 just to see and make sure that, you know, it's not just something specific to Happy Dance Collection being very, very specific on its uh, timing. I remember when I played Gabriella's Ghostly Groove on WiiWare, I had very similar issues where it's just like sometimes you do a move and it feels right, it looks right, like everything you feel like you're doing is is matching what's on screen, but it just doesn't work. Um, and it's just hard to figure out what you did wrong um, in, in, in a situation like that where you have like you're, you're moving the Wii remote around and there's just like a, a large dynamic range of what can be done to try to to correct that motion and and you don't have enough information to to actually correct it you know admittedly happy dance collection is in japanese so there could be a chance that i'm just missing whatever is you know being conveyed to me there's definitely a lot of screens in the game that are like hey make sure you're holding the wii remote forward make sure you're holding it this specific way in your hands make sure you're not pointing at the screen when you're doing moves and things like that so there's a lot of things the gamer is trying to do to keep you you know in line with what they expect for sure but um but the part of this game that i really love is that it's just really cute and charming um there's a story mode so you're like an idol you're like a schoolgirl, and you end up you know end up in a in a dance thing with a with a guy idol that's there and then their manager kind of comes over and is like oh why don't you come work in the idol business so you 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 know go and, and do a bunch of songs for like kids shows or as, as far as my understanding it's like hearing songs for kids shows animes and so you're auditioning for these different parts and things like that and a part of this game um, the story mode of this game is a fashion rhythm game, actually. So it plays very much like Aikatsu and Love and Berry, where before a song, you can dress up your character. And depending on how you dress up your character, that affects your score in the song. Um, it also will give you like a fan letter. So if you do like have a perfect outfit, I believe is what it, what, what triggers this, they'll send you a fan letter afterwards and you get like a little mark by the, by the song that you got a letter for, for dressing up a certain way. Um, the, the challenging part with this, fashion progression stuff though is that uh in the story mode it slowly unlocks certain clothing items and i'm not sure if it's a consistent set of items if it's randomized or what uh but as far as i can tell some items that they request of you there's no way you can have them or there's no way for me to purchase them at this time uh, maybe maybe i'm missing something here again um, but basically like there'll be times where they'll be like, oh, we want you to be in a bear Kigurumi. But as far as I can tell, I don't have the ability to purchase a bear Kigurumi. So I have to kind of just like put on different clothes and some, some clothes seem to share aspects with other clothing items. So like, even though I didn't wear a bear Kigurumi, I wore like a, like a kind of shirt with like, you know, I don't know, a pattern on it, like a bright yellow shirt kind of thing. And, and kind of like these little, little, uh, tennis shoes that I think were kind of like bright or whatever and 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 then it seemed like i got kind of like a medium rating like eh, you tried to be kind of bearish I, I don't really know what the thought process was behind it to be honest um but but sometimes you can kind of make it work so you get like a partial score at least um and that really helps for completing the songs especially if, you know because of the tracking issues um the biggest challenge i have right now is i'm at a i'm at a song where i have no clothes that kind of fulfill what they're asking me for um, and also the song is really 
finicky at certain parts with tracking what I'm doing or I'm messing it up one or the other. So it's just kind of like, I'm just kind of stuck in terms of progression because I don't have the clothes for it. And I also don't have the accuracy to com- to be able to complete the song. So one thing I might try to do is go back to older songs and maybe see if wearing particular clothes gives me like a higher score. And maybe if I get higher scores, I'll rank up. And maybe if I rank up, I'll get more clothing options. I don't know if that's how the game works, but I think that might be my next approach um, to try to, to, you know, see if I can unlock clothes. Because right now... The fact that I can't, you know, pass this one song because I don't have the right clothes and also the tracking seems really finicky. Like, I basically have to perfect the song, I think, to get past uh, this this one part of the story. I, I, I think that might be the best approach to take. But I'll, again, I don't know if that's true that ranking up is attached with, with, you know, some other stat other than story progression. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm still working that game out. Um, I'm very... I'm very much enjoying it, though. It's very much my kind of game aesthetically. Um, and, you know, as somebody who's a fan of fashion rhythm titles, the, I always feel stupid for saying fashion rhythm because it's, it's basically a genre I made up. Um, but, you know, uh, it, I think there are a lot of games that fit under this this kind of moniker, like like Love and Berry, like Aikatsu. I imagine Prepara does, too. I, I didn't play that much Prepara. I played one round of Prepara when I was in Japan. Um, there is a Switch version of Prepara, though, um, so I might get that eventually. But last I checked, I think it was really expensive. I think it was like 70 bucks uh, for a copy. And I was like, ooh, maybe not. Um, so, and I have three Aikatsu games on 3DS, so I I should play those Aikatsu games first, but first I'm going to finish Happy Dance Collection, and eventually I'll play some Wii Cheer, uh, 1 and 2. The problem with Wii Cheer 1 and 2 is that, you know, I have the US releases at least, there are Japanese versions that are surprisingly expensive actually, um, but we, or at least on, on eBay, right? Whenever you go to buy something on eBay, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what the actual price is for a Japanese copy. It's like, hey, First Kiss Story, $70, and then... You know, if you go to Japan and you go to the store, it's like 20 bucks, right? Um, so, so it's, you know, I'd, I'd probably check in with Vink and see if he could find me copies of We Cheer 1 and 2 if I decided to go that route. But anyways, so I have the English version of We Cheer, we Cheer 1 and 2. So, you know, it has Western songs in it. And I talked about this a little bit on Twitter, but like one of the benefits of playing a Japanese rhythm game is, you know, as somebody who is not tuned into music, really, um all the songs might as well be original. I like, I don't know what they are. And so they basically become, Oh, this is the happy dance collection soundtrack to me, uh, rather than being associated with 30 billion other things versus like, you know, I think in ring fit adventure, there's like, a, or not ring fit adventure, uh, uh, fitness boxing. There's like a bunch of music I recognize in there. Um, and, and I don't know, it kind of distracts from the experience a little bit. I think overall, I'd personally prefer, a unique soundtrack, but, but at least with like a Japanese one, I don't recognize the soundtrack. Right. Um, where with, if it's a U.S. one, it's like, yes, that's, that is eye of the tiger that I'm punching to or something. I don't know if I have the tigers in fitness boxing or not. Um, I would like to check out fitness boxing too, at some point, but I'm kind of uncertain how I feel about the time I spent with fitness boxing one. I feel like maybe I should spend more time fitness boxing one before I buy fitness boxing two. Um, but we'll see happy dance collection is my focus right now in terms of rhythm, motion game i guess <laughs> so and i'm glad i'm playing it and i really like how it looks uh if you want to if you're curious how the game looks i i posted about it on twitter all week this week um so if you want to be harassed by um by me about happy dance collection feel free to follow me on twitter i guess <laughs> uh on my personal twitter i guess I should say not not the not the website twitter 
The other game I played, but I played this on stream, so you can see me play through this if you want, is I went ahead and played some of the Tozan RPG, um, or or the Climbing RPG is what it translates to. I think it's like Conquering the Silvery Peak is the subtitle. It, I This is one of those games that, like, if you look it up online, there's, like, a bunch of different names that people put it under, so... You know, it's a simple series game. If you need to know the specific one, it is simple series volume uh, 92. And it's a part of the 1500 simple series. So anyways, um, so this game uh, I've had for a while and I've actually played it on the website before um, during, I think, the Thousand Arms streams. I did it as like a quick play, a uh, quick play stream. The problem being is I had no idea what I was doing and and it was it was kind of challenging because I wasn't sure what was going on and 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 how to properly play the game um but i scanned the manual and and everything and was able to plop the manual into a translate tool um and was able to understand what i need to do and it's not that complicated it really just comes down to uh the biggest challenge i had was understanding which each climber's role is there's four different classes one being an attacker one is being a climber who's like faster the other one's a sherpa and he's like kind of like a tank but also can set up like tents so you guys can like rest and heal in the tents and then also you have a nurse who can heal actively in battle and power up party members uh, but the big thing was is that you have a spirit gauge and as the characters are fighting or or as they're climbing, they drain their spirit gauge. And once they get to zero on their spirit gauge, they get sent back uh, to the, the highest tent you have. So if somebody set up a tent like halfway up the mountain, they'll go back down to halfway down the mountain. So so the big thing was me understanding that setting up the tent recovered the spirit gauge and the fact that when you set up tents, that is where like the characters respawn and everything. And then also the fact that, that when characters die, they don't actually die. They just need to be rescued and then they get sent back to the previous tent. Um, so uh, I streamed that this week on Christmas Eve um, or, or last week on Christmas Eve. So, so if you want to check out that game, I played it for about two and a half hours. We got about two mountains in. There's six mountains in total. I think I'll go ahead and try to finish this game up. Um, I, I don't know when right now, but I think I will make it a, a priority to just kind of wrap up and and make a like probably like a casual review of it at some point sometime early next year and then and then move on from there. Um, but I do want to I do want to finish it, I think, um, because it, it seems very doable for me now that I understand how the game works. If you don't know, it's a Hunex game, too. So that's kind of also another thing is like, hey. I got it's a Hunex game. I got to play it. I got to finish it. <laughs> That's why we're going to finish Industrial Spy Operation Espionage. Now, I actually like Industrial Spy Operation Espionage uh, 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 quite a bit. So, so yeah. Um, in terms of news this week, uh, there are a few things, a couple of sad stories, and then uh, and then uh, two two games that I'm I'm kind of interested in. And by sad stories, you know, all in context, sad stories within the video game industry. And one of these is like not even really going to affect. Um, anything all that much. It, I make it when I say sad story, I'm probably overblowing it a bit. Let's just let's just get get on with it. Um, so uh, the Galgun uh re-release of the first original Galgun. If you don't know, that was a on-rail shooter that came out for Xbox 360. Um, that essentially is kind of like a virtual cop clone where you're like kind of going around and you basically like shoot these 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 girls. And it's kind of an, a somewhat erotic game. It's not it's not pornographic or anything like that, but it is it is definitely sexually suggestive. Um, um, this game came out on 360 a long time ago, then the sequel came out on, on PlayStation 3? Maybe PlayStation 4, actually. I think it was PlayStation 4 was Galgun Double Piece? And then there's, and there's Galgun 2, which is like its own thing, too. I always forget about Double Piece and Galgun 2 are their own separate things. Um, but, so the original remake of Galgun, uh, was being released on, um, Nintendo Switch, PC, 
and Xbox One. And the, the kind of interesting thing about Xbox One was, you know, the original Gal Gun was an Xbox 360 title. And also the fact that it wasn't coming to PlayStation 4, um, likely due to, you know, Sony's policy changes, uh, you know, regarding how they handle content, specifically content that I, I would imagine, you know, specifically the fact that they portray like underage characters in a, in a, in a sexual context, right? Or characters that appear underage, you know, they technically could all be 18, right? But they're, they're all in a high school, right? Um, and, and I always see people complain like, well, like the last of us has sex scenes and and cyberpunk, you can see penises or whatever. But I, I really think that underage thing is probably a big crux there. I know some people say they have a bias against like anime. And I, I think that's probably true to some extent. I don't want to get too deep into it, but basically that's probably the reason. Um, and so it was kind of this interesting thing that, you know, it was coming to Xbox, this game, but it wasn't going to be going to PlayStation 4, which made me kind of wonder, like, you know, since Microsoft didn't seem to be following kind of the Sony policy thing, um, that that we might end up in a situation where a game like Sinner Kagura might end up, you know, having, you know, a Switch, PC, and Xbox release kind of thing. Maybe not even so much Xbox, but, but that, that was like a possible scenario kind of thing. Not not really a guarantee. Uh, but it seems like the Xbox One version of the game was canceled. Uh, it sounds like it's probably due to content. Um, it looks like Microsoft asked them to censor something in the game. They didn't specify what. And they basically said, you know, we want the experience to be consistent across the board on the platform. And honestly, I think that makes a lot of sense. If you're going to release your game, your, your, your you know horny erotic game and then you know censored on one platform like good luck selling that on that platform probably so so yeah um you know i'm not a galgun fan or at least i have not played galgun to the extent that i can be like oh i'm like excited for this game or anything i played a little bit of galgun double piece uh at portland retro game expo one year and was pretty underwhelmed you know i i like into creates i like the content that they make uh, but Galgum was very slow, sluggish, and, and it just kind of took a long time. It's one of those things that, like, I'm always okay with erotic games that use eroticism, like, in smart ways. Um, but in the case of Galgun, I think it actually hurts the game experience, um, in a lot of ways, right? So, just, just in terms of, like, hey, when you're, when you're going, like, into the, I forget what it's called, like, the mode where you're, like, circling around the girl and, like, shooting this, like, certain points on their body, um, the really the only benefit of it is that you like it basically is like a screen clearing move or whatever. Um, but at least from what I played of the the demo at Port and Electric Game Expo, it really just seemed like a slower way to clear screens. Maybe it's a safer way though. Maybe if you're like low on health or something, it would make sense. I'm talking about something I played like four years ago at this point, right? <laughs> so you know, I can't I can't say too much. But but I I didn't have a great first impression of Galgun and this game. I didn't personally think I'd ever get around to playing, but I think it, it does kind of like hurt that narrative a little bit that I was always kind of somewhat hopeful for that. Like, you know, those kind of games might find a home on Xbox. Um, but it seems like it's probably gonna be PC and switch only. And honestly, I don't have a ton of, you know, confidence. Nintendo's not going to someday, you know, make a change and be like, Hey, you know, you need to, you know, censor this on our platform too, especially if Sony and Microsoft are taking those stances, right? Um, so yeah, we might just be ending up in a situation where the, you know, on consoles, we're going to get more strict, um, more strict content control possibly for, for third parties. Um, I don't think that'll be the case on PC, but you might see cases where like, you know, because it's this way on the console versions, you know, to, to keep it, you know, feature parity between all the versions, they'll, they'll go ahead and censor the PC version as well. 
censor. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, I put, if you're, if you're listening, I put censored in quotes there, but like I always use the word censored, but I'm, I'm really not a stickler for the definition of that. In this case, you know, policy, their policy made it, made them, you know, make a change to publish on their platform. Right. Um, I know some people get all, all kind of caught up about using the word censor. I think it's just the easiest way to talk about it. Whether that's the right way to talk about it, I think is a whole other thing that I, I personally think is just kind of like you know, cutting, cutting, uh, or splitting hairs, right. Um, on, on what that, that really means. Right. So uh, it's, it's more of a vocabulary thing than I think it is an actual argument against like what, you know, when these companies make these kind of changes to games and things like that. So anyways, um, you know, I don't think this matters too much in the grand scheme of things. I wasn't really expecting a lot of Japanese publishers to end up on uh, Xbox anyways. I was always kind of hopeful because, you know, I, I, would love for for there to be a market for that on on one of the more powerful consoles, the Nintendo Switch. The biggest problem with that is that you know the Switch is not great hardware, right? Um, and and you know you're going to get a lesser experience than you get on PC. So having having a console version that was was you know probably going to be somewhat on par with the PC version um, would have been would have been kind of nice. Uh, that and the more platforms they can go to, the better, right? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the other story um, is that Gunslinger Stratos 3 is ending operation in uh, on April 1st, 2021. Um, you know, Gunslinger Stratos is a series I never really got into. It's one of those arena fighters for arcades. And, you know, they, they have like network play and everything. So you can kind of play online and do matchmaking and stuff like that. Um, the one I always wanted to play was Magician's Dead, and I only ever got to play it once at the uh, round one in uh, in Georgia. Uh, but that was after I had already moved, so I didn't get a chance to like you know spend a lot of time with it. Um, so I actually, while I was in Japan, I picked up a Nesica card um, with the full intention of playing some Gunslinger Stratos when I came back, because the round one by me in Las Vegas uh, does have a Gunslinger Stratos three machine. Uh, but then, you know, coronavirus happened, so <laughs> so I didn't end up doing that, and then now, now Gunslinger Stratus is being shut down, so, you know, I don't know how, how much, you know, the, there was a online scene for that game, at least during, you know, uh, uh, Western hours for, for when that would have been, you know, when you could actually go to, uh, round one and play, um, I don't know if the servers were even interlinked between Japan and the U.S., I feel like you kind of would need that to be the case to keep the population up, but, who, who could say? Probably not. I don't know. Anyways, point being, I was kind of planning on that, like, last year being, like, like going to round one maybe for a couple months and really really getting to know the ins and outs of Gunseeker Stratos 3, and it seems like that's that won't be possible, probably, unless I, I go for it, like, early next year, but I feel like it's still, I'm still not super comfortable you know, going to an arcade at this point, especially right now, specifically. Uh, maybe if it was during the summer and I had made a decision earlier, I maybe would have gone and done it. But, you know, Gunslinger Stratos 3 was never my first choice when it came to it. It's kind of like, you know, Style Savvy. Style Savvy was never my first choice when it came to dress-up games on the 3DS. I always wanted to play Fab Style instead. Uh, but, you know, it's it's still one of those games that I and it was the one that was most accessible to me. And, and, and I, I wish I got a chance to spend some time with it, but I'm going to guess probably not happening. Not sure what else I can use this Nessica card for. I'm sure there's something, uh, but, but we'll see. So there is a new trailer for a game we've talked about before called Buddy Mission Bond. Um, if you don't know what this is, this is kind of a interesting, like detective spy, 
very anime <laughs> manga looking kind of game um where where you're these four four detective guys that are all like one's like a very like you know western looking guy and the other one's like a guy who's like a ninja one's like this very preppy looking samurai dude um I, and the last guy is like this very uh brawler looking street gang kind of guy um and and initially when i looked at this game i was like man this guy has a great style but it, it looks very much like a visual novel so i i don't know if i'll actually play this because i just haven't really um given visual novels the time of day lately i i probably should play another visual novel sometime but but i just kind of you know look at it and go wow this looks great like 24 tokyo oh i should i'm not going to talk about 24 tokyo on this week's podcast but we'll probably talk about 24 tokyo again here sometime soon because I, I did some stuff with that this weekend uh anyways that that aside though um, so like, I was like, I probably won't ever play this, but then I saw in the game last time that they had, um, actual like mini games that would go on when you're infiltrate, infiltrating the buildings, um, where you have to like dodge traps, and things like that. I was like, that's really cool. I like that. Um, and, and like, it's all fully rendered in 3d and everything. So like you have these character models running around and stuff. Um, this new trailer gave a, 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 a bigger look at that, um, at the actual game mechanics, um, the big, the big thing for me was that when you go to infiltrate, uh, you know, location, um, you, you get to move around. Like it's not just, you know, you know, jumping from mini game to mini game while you're dodging the traps. You can, you can explore the environment. Now, what, what does that fully mean? Like, is it going to be more than just like pressing a on things in the environment? Nothing in the trailer seems to suggest that it seems like you're just kind of moving from one spot to another, but in a very, in a very like industrial spy way, you can go and like search the different rooms for things. And, and it seems like there's like a map so you can go in different doors and, and look around and you have like a partner character with you. So I think there's some, some dialogue and stuff you can do while, while you're searching around. So so I think it looks really cool, and aesthetically, it looks very much like my kind of game. Um, it kind of looks like a, um, um, <laughs> it kind of looks like Rhythm Thief in some ways, in terms of like the map structure, um, or or maybe Professor Layton, but like with a detective anime vibe kind of thing. I, it reminds me a lot of um, Akka, if you ever saw that anime. That was a really well, I don't want to say it was a really good anime, but it was an anime I really enjoyed. Um, it has that kind of aesthetic. Um, the biggest challenge is this comes out in January, I think January 29th in Japan. Uh, there's been no announced localization for this game and oh, does it look good <laughs> or it looks like my kind of game, right? Um, and it's got like a really nice aesthetic, but the, the game looks like it's pretty dense in Japanese text. There's like an investigation phase that happens where you're going around town talking to people. You have to make like dialogue choices. I do like when you choose, like, I don't know if it's specifically the right dialogue choice, but sometimes when you choose a, choose a dialogue choice, it goes critical talk on screen. <laughs> I'm like, I, that's the best English you could use for that. Um, there's also like one where it's like, it's like a picture of uh, it's, this is on the website. There's like a picture of him, like holding a gun out and it says like thinking mode on top. And then the next screenshot says nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, I love, I love kind of uh, awkward English and Japanese games. Um, this is getting a physical release in Japan. I, I'm maybe less confident this will get a physical release in the U S I might stick like wait a while to kind of see how things go. But I am kind of tempted to just go ahead and order a copy. Um, I just, I just really worry with how dense it looks text-wise that I, I will be able, not be able to, you know, really digest it. And I also haven't really had a situation yet where I played a game in Japanese first and then I got an English localization. So I don't know if there's going to be a case where, you know, I'm going to play 
a game a second time after they put the English localization out. I feel like that's probably, probably, I probably would, but it would be kind of a waste of time to play it in Japanese first and then the English version. Um, <laughs> probably, probably. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I love how it looks. It's the Ice Shield 21 artist. The game actually, like the, the, the infiltration sequences actually remind me a lot of the Ice Shield 21 games on the Wii, um, in terms of like how they look mechanically. I really need to pick up Ice Shield 21 on the Wii. I, I, I haven't gotten around to it. I saw a copy while I was in Japan, but I think it was like $15 and that's not bad at all. Um, but when I was, when I was looking at it, it was, um, at a time when I was trying to not buy that many games because I was trying to not get a bunch of bulk in my luggage at that that point in time. But if it was towards the end of my trip that I saw it, there there probably would have been a greater chance that I would have would have would have would have went ahead and picked it up. So, so yeah. Um, the last news story here is not that much of a news story, but I thought it was kind of clever. Is a uh, bloodstained ritual of the night? They added a classic mode to the game. Which, um, or they're adding a classic mode, which is, I think it's free DLC. So like, I think even if you haven't, like, even if you aren't a Kickstarter person, um, you can still, you can still pick it up and check it out. And I think it's like five levels that they built out specifically for this mode. And it just plays like an older Castlevania game. So Miriam like does the, the strut, the walk, um, that, that old Castlevania characters do. It's like, you know, you have to walk up the staircases and she like, you know, slowly walks up the staircases, um, I just thought it was like really <laughs> a really fun use of reuse of assets. You know, it's using all the same areas from the game and and stuff. Um, but it, it just kind of recontextualizes all that stuff into a classic Castlevania format. I think what's kind of weird, though, is that they kind of have already somewhat, you know, made Bloodstained classic in terms of Curse of the Moon. Admittedly, Curse of the Moon is a very expansive game in a lot of ways specifically with its mechanics in kind of a crazy way i'll always stand by that curse of the mood is kind of a crazy awesome game um <laughs> um but you know curse of the moon does also have like a classic mode that that was kind of similar so it seems a little weird that it kind of overlapped with that a little bit i don't know if curse of the moon 2 had a classic mode i assume it did but again i have not played that yet because they announced the physical and the physical is still not even on pre-order pre yet I'm suffering. Uh, so, so yeah, kind of, kind of leaning into that actually, where that's the end of the news stories there. Um, uh, this, this week I have a 2020 year in review, um, content coming up. And the reason I bring this up right now is that my first video that's going up, uh, tomorrow, by the time you hear, hear this is, um, kind of a five thoughts of 2020. I do this every year where I just kind of talk about some of the thoughts I had throughout the year about video games, you know, not necessarily about topics related to 2020, just things that I had been thinking about in 2020. And one of the things is physical copies, um, and the kind of the frustration behind it that I've, that I've had this year specifically, and this worry that that's going to start driving me away from buying games, some newer games, and also, you know, maybe going digital and just kind of accepting the fact that like, well, I might just not get the physical of this even though, or having to, you know, having to double dip depending on the game, right? Like buying the digital version of Curse Moon 2 and then buying the physical version when it comes out. But I, I just don't like that. Um, it, it's, it's kind of frustrating. So I don't know. Anyways, that's, that's one of the topics I talk about in there, but that's going up on, on Tuesday. I'll have that five thoughts of, of 2020 going up. Um, I also have a, uh, three games that surprised me in 2020 going up on Wednesday. Um, you know, again, all these things are things you've heard about if you listen to the podcast regularly. Uh, but it's just kind of like, you know, a reminder to myself and a, and a like, you know, uh, 
I guess, somewhat archival summary of of what I was thinking about this year um, and games and stuff. Uh, and then on the 31st, um, assuming I haven't recorded this last video yet, but uh, it should be an overview of, you know, what a, re a review of what we did on the website this year, um, what worked, what didn't work. And then also a look at what we're going to do in 2021 and, and hopefully we can stick um, to, to, to some kind of schedule format for that. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what's coming up this week. Um, I, you know, I'm recording this on Friday. I am also doing a Japan, uh, stream on Saturday where I'm basically going over, you know, all the, the pictures I took in Japan, uh, a year later after the fact, it's literally, you know, this time a year ago, I was in Japan at the moment. Uh, specifically in Osaka. Um, and, and I, I always wanted to go over these pictures at some point and I kind of overthought it for a very long time. And recently I was just like, you know what, just do this, just do this the easiest way you can. Also, I have some other project that's reliant on some of the tools I'll be using during this stream probably. So I'm using it as like a testing ground for that. So, you know, if you're listening to this on, on the podcast day, I went ahead and recorded that stream probably assuming it happened. Um, and it's probably up on the website already. If you want to go check that out. Um, if you wanted to hear me talk about my Japan trip, and the nightmare person I am at, <laughs> at properly doing a trip. So yeah, I still got to prepare for that a little bit. I probably, probably should have done that earlier rather than work on more 2020 videos. You know, I probably should have just enjoyed my Christmas day rather than work on videos all day. But I mean, I went and saw my dad and everything. So that, that, I did something. Um, anyways, uh, in terms of streams coming up, uh, we have the Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, stream coming up where we're going to play some Smash Brothers. And if you want to join in on that day, you can do that. Um, previously, we talked about maybe playing Smash uh, 4 on Wii U. Um, I think the person, Alex specifically, was um, saying that he might not be able to make it. And I don't recall if anybody else said they only had Smash 4 on Wii U. So I think we'll we'll start up and I'll wait a little bit. Maybe, maybe mess around with something else in the meantime. And then once we get some people in the chat, then we can kind of figure out, um, you know what we'll do initially but but if it makes sense we'll play some smash 4 if not we'll probably if nobody in the chat needs to play smash 4 then we might just play smash ultimate um i need to update that game i'm thinking about buying the new fighter pass because i haven't played as any of the newer characters recent or at all so might be fun to mess around with them um so we'll be doing that stream and i, I had mentioned that i was going to try to get back to industrial spy operation espionage uh after that smash Brothers stream but i think i want to take a longer break from that game than i than i initially thought so i'm going to try to find something to do in between um uh the smash Brothers stream and the next time we get back to industrial spy operation espionage um and and we'll we'll figure that out from there Otherwise, I think that's it in terms of content. Uh, last week, I had a review go up for Tomodachi Collection, a casual review, so you can go ahead and check that out. And then uh, hopefully sometime early next year, we're going to have a Valkyria Revolution featured review. Um, I have not touched it recently, unfortunately, so I'm probably going to take a break on some of the casual reviews. I might write down some of the notes I have or record the audio for them just to get, you know, my thoughts out and down and then worry about the editing later for those just to kind of, you know, get not, not dedicate a ton of time to them, you know, up front. I got to do Ridge Racer DS. Um, I'll probably have to do Infer Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Um, still working on Alleyway. And then, uh, and then once I get the Tozan RPG, that's probably going to go up as well as a casual review at some point too. So yeah. Otherwise, thank you so much for coming. Wonkshulport.com is the website. Um, 
And also, uh, yeah, if you want to check out the, the stream time, it's 7 p.m. Um, on Thursdays, 7 p.m. Pacific time on Thursdays. And uh, and I will be there playing Smash Brothers this week, so feel free to come and join in if you want to. I don't know 100% how that's going to work out, but we'll figure it out. Anyways, I hope you have a great week, and I think the next time we'll talk, let me double check my calendar here. Next time we will talk, it will be 2021. So enjoy the rest of your 2020. Um, and, and yeah, have a good time. Bye.